0: Hey there everyone, Patrick here with a quicker video than usual. Today we're going to be talking about dice on Skull Splitter dice for a change, specifically the D100, which I think is easily the most underused and underappreciated die in the bunch. And while I'm not going to give you every single thing that you can do with this oddly shaped die, I am going to give you some ideas that I think even a beginner DM could really implement into their campaign. But before I get into that, be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new content like this every week. But now onto the giant D-100. A D-100 is instantly recognizable once you see it fairly large and round, almost similar to a golf ball, it's impossible to mistake it for any other type of die. It was in 1985 that a man by the name of Lou Zaki created this 100-sided die. It's otherwise known as the Zakahedron, though most people use the more easily remembered name of D100. The cool thing about the D100 dice is that when you roll it, there is no calculation or mix and matching required. You simply roll it and the number that comes up is the number that you use. So, when should it be used? Since this is a die with such a wide range of numbers, it can have a lot of different uses. The specifics can vary, all depending on your unique campaign and situation. The main use that a D100 has is to determine percentages, whether for save rolls or for spells to hit. It can depend on the addition of D&D that you play as well. For example, you'd use a D100 when determining whether a sorcerer is able to cast their spell correctly or not. Let's say that the failure rate for the spell is 25%. This means that you have a 75% to cast the spell successfully. If you roll a 15, that means your spell fails. But if you roll an 80, that means it casts successfully. When in doubt, your DM will tell you when to roll a D100 in a particular situation. And to speak to the DMs out there, I will say that rolling a giant D100 is a pretty good way to get every player at the table to really focus in for a moment. Because of its ball-like shape and small panels, some find the D100 to be a little difficult to get used to at first. It's quite unlike other types of dice, after all, in that it's much larger and requires more space in order to roll it. Most people like to roll the die in a box or something else that has raised edges or something like that, as the ball-like shape makes the die a little, let's say, likely to keep on rolling. Like just about everything in D&D, even if you're not able to get your hands on an actual D100, there are definitely alternatives in order to do this. You can roll two D10s as an acceptable way to get the same result. This method works best when you have two different colored D10 dice, I will say. If not, it's really just going to have to take a little bit of visual effort. Simply treat one of the dice as the 10's place and the other as the 1's place. So if you were to roll an 8 on one and a 3 on the other, it would be 83. Some of you may have noticed that the problem with this method is that it can be a little bit confusing if you roll a zero on the dice. When both dice come up as zero, this actually means that you've rolled a 100, as zero is not an actual number that you can achieve. It has to go from one to 100 after all. On the flip side of that, if the tens place die reads zero, but the ones place reads something like a six, this means that you have rolled a six. And just to clarify, if the 10's place reads a 6 and the 1's place reads a 0, this would indicate that you have rolled a 60, and it's because of this type of confusion that a lot of people just favor the simplicity of the D100. Although the D100 is not normally included in any beginner's starter dice pouch, it can be very useful to have around for any D&D campaign. With this die in hand, you won't need to designate multiple dice and figure out their numbers to get the results that you desire. A D-100 takes away the guesswork and makes the entire process way more streamlined, which is something I think that D&D is just progressively trying to do more and more as the years go on. Thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new content like this every week, and if you or someone you know has come up with a really creative use for the D-100, I would really love to hear about it down in the comments. I have found a way to sort of implement a random events damage table when things happen that are let's just say a little bit too up to the odds for me as a DM to really calculate. So I just kind of have this table that I refer to that's between 1 and 100, and if something bad happens, I'll just roll the die, and we'll see what happens from that table. I kind of got the concept from Xanathar's Guide to Everything, and I really like implementing the D100 that way. So if any of you guys have something like that that you guys do in your campaign, I'd love to hear about it. Thanks again for watching. My name's Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice, and until next time, farewell. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe so you never miss out.